Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Miranda Wright, and this is day 109 of our 120-day Upper Room prayer campaign. And today we're going to pray for the courage and the strength to be faithful watchmen on the wall, to be unshaken and uncompromising as we stand and possess the land that we have been given, the land of our inheritance. In the book of Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 6, the Lord was telling Joshua at a time when he was about to walk in, to the land of promise, and Moses had gone on to be with the Lord, and the children of Israel were going to be left in Joshua's hands. God had given the promise, but now they had to possess the promise, and it was Joshua's job to help each tribe to go and establish their foothold, to claim their territory, and then he would leave each tribe in that position to possess the land that they had been given. And as he received this great commission from the Lord, God spoke to him and he said, starting in verse 6, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Understand that God was explaining to him that God's commandments, that his words, that the things that are written in the scriptures are not there to be grievous to us. They're not there to control us or even to condemn us, but they're there to protect us, to lead, guide, and direct us, that we may be able to prosper and move in his wisdom to overcome all the tactics of the enemy and be able to possess the land that we're given. In verse 8, he says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then, then shall thou make thy way prosperous. And then shalt thou have good success. Understand that the Lord is giving us the keys to success here. Oh yes, God can rush in our Savior and King and he can push back all the powers of the enemy, but he has commissioned us to stand and possess the land and he's saying this book, the word of God is your instructions on how to be successful in this. This book is how you live a successful, victorious Christian life. This book is how you have a victorious Christian family. This book is how you have a victorious, powerful church and congregation. This book is how you have a godly nation. It has to be founded on obedience to the words of God. And to this, God tells Joshua that we must be strong and courageous. That we might maintain it. In verse 9 he says. Have I not commanded thee. Again this is the third time he's saying these words. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Wherever thou goest. In other words stand on the word of God. 
Doesn't matter who comes against you for it. Doesn't matter if all the hordes of hell are stirred up because of it. Be strong and courageous and stand on the words that the Lord has given us. In verse 10, it says, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare your victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan and possess the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess. So to this, my friend, I say that we need to come to the Lord every day. And seek him for his word and his instructions. We need to open up the scripture and say, Lord, teach it to me. Reveal it to me. Because I want to be able to stand on it. That I might be prosperous in the land that you've given me. And we have to also pray, Lord, make me strong and courageous. That I not be tempted to sway from it. Because as long as I stand on it, I have full confidence that you or with me. And if God be with me, who can be against me? But this is a battle that we all face. And the closer that you are to the Lord, the harder the fight will be because to those who much is given, much is required. And when the Lord speaks to you very clearly, or he pours revelation on you, then it puts a greater weight of responsibility on you to walk in it in obedience. We've got to be willing to lay down our very lives, our ambitions, our desires, our wanting attention or expecting to be accepted and like we've got to be willing to give it all up so that we don't offend God because he is the one that really matters. And when we truly believe the word of the Lord, when we have come to him in the secret place of prayer, when we have met him in the upper room and he has spoken to us or stepped in to our experience, when he has made us salt and light and we know that we are now different, we can't expect to fit into the darkness anymore. We can't expect to fit into the world system We've got to be willing to speak the truth of God's word and shine a light into it at all cost, even if it means we got to get on the cross. In Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 5, God is speaking to the prophet Ezekiel here and he tells Ezekiel, For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech or of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. In other words, I'm not sending you to a faraway country, to a people who don't really know you. I'm going to send you to your own family. I'm going to send you to your own kindred. I'm going to send you to those closest to you. And my friend, I assure you, this is the hardest word to give. Because people who don't know you will receive from you a lot easier than those who just see you as the guy next door. Or a member of their church. Or their friend or their cousin. Or even maybe their, their spouse or their children. It's always hardest. For the people that know you most, because it's hard for them to see God moving through you. All they see is you, the you they know. And so God was giving Ezekiel this word and letting him know, look, I'm sorry, I'm not sending you out. In a way, it may seem easier because you're not even going to a faraway place where you don't understand their language. Like I do send many prophets and missionaries, but you're going to the house of Israel. You're going to your own people and the church sometimes are the hardest to reach. They're the hard hearted because they think they have it all figured out. They think they are all right when oftentimes they're the farthest from it. They're hardened in their pride. They've believed the enemy's lies. 
they don't recognize the depravity of their own heart and situation, how far they've strayed from the word of God. So God continues to tell Ezekiel, he says, I'm not sending you to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language whose words you cannot understand. Surely had I sent you to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their forehead. I love this passage. This passage is for me. God created him stubborn because he knew he was going to send him to a stubborn people. And that's what it was going to take for him to be able to stand and withstand against the wiles of the enemy. To be able to accomplish God's plan to be God's man of power in his country's darkest hour. And as adamant, harder than flint, have I made thy forehead. I love it. He's saying, Ezekiel, you're hard-headed and I made you that way for a purpose, a time and a season. And it's because you're going to have to be strong and courageous and determined to deliver my word to my congregation. Because they've made themselves hard-headed and they will not hear me. So I'm going to speak to them clearly through you. But to do it, I had to make you more hard-headed than they are. He says, but fear not. Neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Oh, if I have some preachers, some prophets, some ministers of the Lord listening to me right now, you're shaking your head in agreement. You know what this feels like. Has God ever sent you to minister to or to deliver a word to someone that you just knew would not receive what God told you to say? This is something that God does to me quite often. And early on in my walk of faith, I didn't understand why. I mean, God knows all things, right? Why would he send me to give a word that he knows the recipient will not receive and will only cause their pride and anger to be stirred up against me? It doesn't seem very effective, does it? Well, God's ways are not our ways, that's for sure. But God's ways are better. They're right. They're perfect. I love the picture that our passage paints. God tells Ezekiel, that he knows he is sending him to a people that won't listen. He even tells Ezekiel, in essence, they're hard-headed and hard-hearted. So I will make you more hard-headed than they are. You're going to lock horns with them, so to speak, but stand your ground and deliver this word. And I'm telling you before you give it, that they will not like you for it at all. I love this description because it's all so familiar to me. I can assure you that Ezekiel did not want to have to deliver this word. Verse 14 tells us that he went bitterly, but the hand of the Lord was upon him. He was likely scared and disheartened by the whole thing. But Ezekiel knew that God had a reason, a plan, and he knew that God knows best. So he trusted it and he went. You see, many times God sends us signs, words, and warnings of correction, knowing full well that we will not heed them, though he does wish that we would, that we might avoid many hardship and years wasted wandering in wildernesses of our own design. However, in his great wisdom, he knows that even if you don't listen, his wisdom, mercy, love, compassion, and power will show through in the end when God's words and warnings prove true. 
You see, I learned a long time ago that pride keeps many from receiving correction, guidance, and instruction from God. So God has to break through that pride in a way that shows his wisdom and love and intentions while showing your lack of understanding and foolishness in trusting yourself. You see, I believe that most people know that they can trust God. The problem is, is that they still haven't learned yet that they cannot trust themselves. So in the end, it's all about breaking pride. God often sends us to warn others, knowing that they will not listen. Not so that we can say, I told you so, when things play out the way that we said they would, but rather so that God can say, I told you so, and I cared enough to try to stop you. Even though you didn't want to hear from me, I sent someone anyway. And that is a very humbling thing. So speak what God tells you, no matter how you feel it will be received. God doesn't speak for no reason. He has a purpose. He has a plan. Trust his wisdom. He knows best. God, we come before you today and we ask for your wisdom to have the right word on time and in season. We ask that you give us strength that we might be strong and courageous to be able to stand and take land and then possess the land that we've been given. God, help us to understand what you say in Ezekiel chapter 3 when we read the context of the whole chapter and you say that if you speak something to us and we do not relay it, if we are not willing to speak the truth of your word and stand on it as you instructed Joshua, and those of his generation to do that when we see a person walking in sin and wickedness and rebellion and error and we do not speak against it then their blood will be on our hands on the day of judgment god we pray that you take your word and you write it on our heart lord that we consume it that it become part of us the promises that you speak to us personally and the things that you reveal to us through your written word. Lord, let it become so ingrained in us that nothing can take it away from us. Help us to stand on it and be strong and courageous to be willing to speak it, to release it, that it might be able to change the generations. Lord, we want to be Joshua's. We want to be Ezekiel's and Jeremiah's. Lord, we want to be Deborah's and Anna's and Juna's. Lord, those mighty men and women of Scripture that dare to believe your word, that walked in the faith of faithful Abraham, that heard from you and dared to believe it and preach it and stand in righteousness no matter who came against them for it. They spoke the truth. They stood on it. They preached it, they believed it, and they demonstrated it with their lives. Lord, help us to be hard-headed against the lies of the enemy, that we would stand our ground and be willing to shout out the truth and the warning that others might hear from you. Even if they refuse to receive it, let us not compromise to please them, but let us love them and love you enough to deliver it so that in the end, even if they fall into it, they will look back and say, you know what? He loved me enough to tell me the truth. He warned me because faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. The enemy is deceiving the enemy of your soul will kiss you on the cheek and stab you in the back. But the watchman, the prophet, the true Christian, the good and faithful friend who is led by the Holy Spirit 
will take a scalpel and cut the cancer off of you to save your life, even if it hurts in the process. Lord, help us to be strong and courageous, to stand on your word and say what you tell us. Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 29 speaks very plainly to this, to a people who he had given a clear word and warning to the people that he had spoken to. He had given his scripture. He sent the prophet with the warning of impending judgment. He sent everything. He gave all that was needed, but the people just didn't heed it. And so he says the judgment will come upon them, but the blood won't be on your hands for it. You see, in the beginning of the book of Ezekiel, God makes it very clear that when he speaks something to us, when he shows us, whether the people want to hear it or not, we are responsible to deliver it. We're not responsible to make them receive it, but we are responsible to speak it. So when God gives you something, when he shows you in scripture, when he reveals it to you, or when he speaks it to you, you've got to be willing to speak it to the people. Because if they don't hear the warning and they fall in their sin, according to this passage, the blood is on our hands. But if we speak it forth and they reject the word and they don't receive it, then we've been freed from it. There's no iniquity on us. We did our part. And to this, God says in Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 29, Then shall they know that I am the Lord, when I have laid the land most desolate, because of all their abominations which they have committed. Also thou, son of man, the children of thy people, still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses, and speak one to another, every one to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that come forth from the Lord. And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear your words, but they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. They say the right things, but they're not doing it. They're coming and they're sitting before the prophet and they're listening, but they're not obeying it. They come into the church and they hear the word, but they don't go out and live it and demonstrate it, is what he's saying. He says, and lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument for they hear thy words, but they do not do them. He's telling Ezekiel that you're speaking the right things. You're saying the right things. You're preaching a good preach. You're prophesying truth. And some of them even like to come and hear you, but they're not doing what you say to do. The word of God is coming forth through you. I'm speaking through you, but they're just not obeying it. They're not trusting me. They're not taking the instruction from me. And so this is what I'll do. He says, what I've spoken will come to pass. Lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet hath been among them. He's saying they're not taking you seriously, Ezekiel. They're listening to what you're saying, but they're taking it as entertainment and not as a direct word from the Lord. But just wait till what you're saying comes to pass. Then they'll know this wasn't for their entertainment. This wasn't the noise of tinkling cymbals or sounding brass. I didn't put my prophets and my preachers and my words and my warnings before them to be a performance. 
It was my mercy, and they did not grab hold of it. But in seeing it, they will know that I love them, that I sent someone, that I did my part, and that when they face their judgment, they will have no excuse for it. Preach righteousness, plead for repentance, warn of judgment, send the word forth. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.